When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to Keep It Current with Kansas City. This is Thad Bell from the Blue Testament. I have with me, as usual, Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. Uh, it's being it's harder to keep current with Kansas City right now because there seems to be a lot of news lately. First up, uh, report from NWSL issued their uh, their findings, their report, I guess, their punishments, and the the bad news is there was a lot of clubs that and coaches who are have been punished heavily, justly. And I don't put that as the bad news. The bad news is that there were so many of them. Uh, the good news is that Kansas City was not punished in any way, shape, or form because there was no evidence of retaliation. I would put that as good news. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, at least in, in terms of they don't receive any sanctions. Um, you know, I think we can go back and look at the whole situation. And, you know, I... I personally have some questions as to why it was in the report. Then, if they didn't have any findings um, in this report that the that the league put out today um, of what of their corrective actions, um, you know, they felt that the only two teams that were named in the NWSL and the the joint report um, and that that the league named in the joint report that did not that they did not punish was the Kansas City Current and the Washington Spirit. Washington Spirit. Um, 
were uh, found that the sale of the team to Michelle Kang was sufficient um, and the change in the staffing and everything regard, uh, resulting from the investigations that um, the league chose not to impose any further corrective action on the club as they had already taken a significant course of corrective, corrective action. Um, the Kansas City Current was them kind of saying, yeah, we put in there that there was a concern, but uh, there was no finding that the club retaliated against players is officially what it says in the report. While it is concerning that several players raised concerns about being mistreated or retaliation upon raising those concerns, there is no finding that the club retaliated against those players. So um, I I have my questions as to why it was in there in the first place under the quote concerns. Um, if you are going to button up a, a report like that, you know, after the fact in a single line fashion, um, I have my questions. Um, will they ever get answered? No, because my questions from the first time around still haven't gotten answered. So um, this is what it is. But um, yeah, I think good news for the overall club operations that they didn't receive any um, sanctions uh, here uh, and that they were, um, you know, absolved of actually being, you know, the accusations that were lobbied. I think people kind of questioned whether or not Chris and Angie, you know, the shine was real. I think we did too. Um, and I think quickly as this, these cycles go, we've moved on to uh, other, other news that we will, we will definitely cover in this podcast. Yeah. And well, it doesn't mean there was nothing that couldn't have been done better or that was, should have been done Agreed. better, but it, it does raise a, it is a, sh- if there was nothing that needed to be punished, it is a sh- almost a shame that it was in that report in the first place to basically label everybody as having a problem. So it's a little bit of a concern there, but mm-hmm. let's move on to happiness, po- positive stuff, fun. Happiness. The, uh, yes, I would fun. say <laughs> of the NWSL free agent class, the first NWSL full free agent class, the number one sought after free agent was Dabinia and guess who landed in Kansas city today? Oh boy. Dabinia landed here in Kansas city. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I was shocked when I heard, um, I also laughed out loud, um, because when all the trade stuff was going down last earlier in the week, over last week, um, I had texted someone in a club and I said, you guys jumping in on the chaos question mark. When, when do you, when do you announce Dabinia Monday next week? Sounds great. And I, I sent this like on Wednesday last week as a complete joke. Um, and of course got zero response. And I was like, how about, you know, here's some, here's some, we've got some player news coming out at three, but it's, it's, you know, it's routine. And I said, okay, fine. So I figured they were done until, until this morning, we got Dabinia, and uh, yeah, what a what a move! A uh, two year deal for the star Brazilian forward um, with a, I believe, a mutual option for twenty twenty five, and uh, you know she will play this year as they look to win a title heading into the new stadium and continue to build that momentum going forward. Uh, I think that's something that you and I talked about at the end of last season was that you want to see this team continuing to build that momentum this year as well after they you know runners up. Now you've got the new stadium a year out. And so this season is really imperative for them as a club commercially and financially to um, knock it out on the field, to make, to drop, continue to drive the interest and the, you know, for them, their own prices up uh, on that new stadium when it's set to open in 2025. And um, 
what better way to do it when the best with the best uh, NWSL free agent likely to hit the market really within this year or maybe even next year too? Um, I haven't taken a peek ahead to what the class would look like next year, but uh, Dabinia is about as big as it gets. Um, so I uh, applaud the club. You know, I, I I won't I don't want to ramble on too here, but too long here. But I believe there was a report last week too of them missing out on Melchi Dumarnay. Um, the Haitian forward uh, that plays in France, uh, Stephen Goff uh, from the Washington Post was all over that, um, you know, that potential move. And it did not come to fruition for the current, um, but it very clearly showed that they were still, they had an ambition to pick up a very large name that would cost a lot of money. And so um, it doesn't surprise me that they ended up going hard after Dabinia, but it really is... uh, it does surprise me to actually see it happen. I think, I, I think it's just one of those moves that's so big that it kind of, you're like, you're still taken aback by it. Yeah. It's, it's not quite Ronaldo to sporting Kansas city level big, but it's really big within NWSL for her to land here after the, you know, I started this off with saying that the, she was the most sought after free agent this year, but when the free agent list came out and I looked through the first few players i mean i looked through like if i was going to have a wish list myself they ended up getting three of the five of my first five and i honestly it might have been the top three because i had a lot of concerns about one of them and whether or not they were going to play yep she still hasn't been signed so yeah that was also julie arts was one of the ones that people were speculating kansas city might be going for because they could use another defender although she's been mostly playing midfield yeah, um, I and I think I saw that too last night with, that, you know, people were like, well, they've been looking after free agent defenders. I mean, that's a very logical conclusion that you can draw um, when you look at the roster, the holes, the players that they've lost and haven't replaced that. Wow, shocking. Center back is a need. Uh, congrats. Um, you know, uh, you know how to deduce what's a free what's on the free agent list and what what a team's need might be. But at the same time, um I think that's been mostly the expectation is that like, where's that big center back signing going to be? Because it felt like if they talk about, they want star power or they talk about all this stuff. You know, the best way to really help that team is that, but man, if you're going to play three at the back, I mean, you got to score goals to keep up with what you might be letting out. (laughs) Boy, do they have a line that's going to score a lot of goals, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, But looking at like North Carolina last year, they they scored the second most amount of goals in the league. They had uh, they gave up a lot of goals, but they were also a positive thirteen goal differential. I think it was, which the current was down at like zero. So yeah. they 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 did pretty well. Chicago yeah. also did fairly well in that regard, and they got you know the two best midfielders out of Chicago. So <laughs> I, I do think the midfield will help solidify the back line more so. Then what, I agree. It, you know, and I think we've talked. Yeah, I think we've talked tactically on this pod too that we think that the that we've thought for a while that the midfield was the reason why the defense was always so under so much under pressure is that while they were really good at winning the ball, um, they were a little careless with it when they won the ball, and that created yes. a lot of turnovers and odd man situations that led to goals or led to set pieces that led to goals because they were a little leaky on set pieces as well last year. So, um, I think oh, oh overall though, I. I guess I'll, I'll get a chance. Maybe I'll play a little host to you here. I'll pose this question to you. If you look at that, um, the forward line and the midfield line, 
do you really believe that there's another team in the NWSL that is as deep as the Casey Curran on both those lines? The forward and the midfield line? Uh, Not at the moment, no. I mean, I have to double check, but... I would have said North Carolina with their offense, but no, that's you know, that's been blowing up. Mm-hmm. I I'm with you, and I that was a question that I was thinking about. I was like, I don't know that another team in the NWSL is as deep as what the current are going to put out there on their roster, and especially on those lines. I still have questions about the backline depth. We just talked about that, but that that midfield, um, if Sam Mewis does play, is the best mid, arguably the best midfield in in the world, maybe on a roster close to like, maybe, I mean, we're talking where you look at this roster and you compare it with what's out there and maybe the W um, the women's super league, the uh, you know, in La Liga with Barcelona, look at some of the champions league clubs. It's up there with that. Um, yes. If not up there, if not at the top of that. And I think that I know it's kind of corny to hear that we want to be the best club in the world type conversation, but you go and make moves like this and make the moves that they've continued to make like this when you, when you want to do that. And it's kind of putting their money where their mouth is. And at every turn so far, the longs have done that. Um, and this signing is just yet another one of uh, those examples of them doing so. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think I saw a quote just like yesterday or the day before that, uh, Angel City wants to be the New York Yankees cap of the women's soccer world or something like that. So they want to be recognized as, you know, the iconic soccer team and the women's soccer and stuff. I think the current are beating them to it. You know, I we have so much to see still how things turn out, obviously. They, this team could fail miserably. I mean, Coach Potter did Every- excellent with much less talent last year. How How well does he do with a lot more talent? Uh, do they all get right leg injuries <laughs> like like 2022 i mean it can, it's all a possibility here yeah no um go ahead though but uh you you mentioned sam Mewis. i i still have zero faith that she plays at this point i have zero faith that uh desi comes back although i keep being told they're still want her to come back but mm-hmm. with um with still no word on sam and how everything ended last year I I would be very happy to be wrong, but I don't know that she'll play anymore. I I just don't know. I, I'm not saying she won't. I, I hope she does. She's such an amazing player. But yeah, if they have them, if they have her, it'd be great. I just don't have any. I don't count on that. And I think this move also kind of shows that that might be in the works because they have a very crowded midfield that they don't need all those players. Yeah, and I mean also maybe creating a bunch of trade assets as well too in, in doing so um yeah i the sam Mewis thing at, at, at this point is going to be a big question mark and i'm and you're right this this does continue to not only i don't know that you make this move if you're confident that sam Mewis plays um but then again you know you think of the cristiano ronaldo thing to kansas city i mean we said it on podcast I recorded with you guys, you know, at some point there's a player, there's a level of player that kind of transcends all those question marks that you get if you can, and then you figure it all out after the fact. Um, and I like personally, I prefer when teams try and do that. Um, think of LAFC. I mean, look at what they did with their roster um, in the, in the summer window. 
um, and they they went after it. They got it. They asked questions later. Um, they figured out a way to make everybody fit. Uh, now, you know, everyone says, oh, wow, they can get Aaron Long, too. Well, Gareth Bale just retired. So there's a DP slot that opens up. Congrats. You have Aaron Long space. Um, you know, I you get these things and you ask questions later. Um, but at the same time, I think you're a little bit more confident in going after this move. If you feel like you really need it. And if you feel like you really need it, then that's probably because there's serious question marks over whether or not Samuels plays. And, um, you know, there's not been a lot of talk about that. We have attempted, I know both, both of us have attempted to get answers there and have been met with the same non-response pretty much from everybody that we've asked for the last calendar year. Um, almost. So I, you know, we, we could drone on about it too, whether or not she's going to play a role, but you know, you look at this midfield, um, you know, I think the Binia kind of played as a forward a little bit in a way um, for, for the courage, uh, not directly a number, uh, a, a, not directly in the midfield. I don't know that the current played with the true number 10 at all last year either. Um, so where, where do you see her fitting? What line do you've, see her as a 10 with control and Brian underneath her. Do you see her maybe more as a wide player with Lynn and CC in there? Like what, how would you see this all working on the field? Oh, that's a, such a difficult question. Um, I, I mean, I do see her as a 10, more of a 10 than anybody else that's on the current right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when you have, uh, Lynn Williams, Mimi Larson, and Kristen Hamilton as forwards, and mm-hmm. not to mention CC Kaiser and Elise Bennett, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'm missing somebody else there. That's five. No, they've gotten they've gotten rid of JC Johnson and Eddie McCain at this point, so they those are those were not in the factored list. No, well, they weren't anyway. Um, the uh, so I, I mean I I would love to be able to see them maintain possession more with uh Di Bernardo and Gatro and Dabinia. I think that's a midfield trio that will hold a lot more possession with a Mimi Larson at, at, at the tip of the spear kind of thing. I think that's going to help them maintain possession and generate uh, a lot more opportunities. You know, Hamilton was almost always best when she was running at somebody, but if you give her some time to set up and make a move, she can make some crosses and some great shots also. And we know what Lynn can do. So yeah, but there'll be a team that can counter you can be direct and should be able to maintain possession. They should be like, they should be able to do all of it. Yeah. They're also a team that I think of like, you've got so many people that you can bring off the bench that can impact a game um in in different ways than the players that they're replacing but are equally dangerous players yeah and i think that's that's something something to be said for that is that like i look at the man city squad think men in soccer man man city squad and you think of the fact that they could probably start a game without Riyad Mahrez or Phil Foden on the field, have an incredibly dangerous team, but they throw those guys on. They're completely different than the players that they take off for them, and they still are incredibly impactful, incredibly dangerous, and can absolutely tear you apart. And I think of you know the ability to bring off Christian Hamilton and just let her let her run for the final 20 minutes and just yeah. hound every defender and every midfielder when they don't have the ball. And you bring on Chardonnay because Coran is great at retaining possession. She's yeah. a great end game sub for uh, a Brian or a Gattro- or 
Brian Quattro, um, or, or Di Bernardo in that sense that, you know, in, in popping into that midfield, CC Kaiser, um, you know, if Dabinia's got a knock or something like that, CC Kaiser is a more than adequate replacement. And I just think of all those players too, that are going to be at the world cup. Um, they still have, they're, they're going to, they're going to have to play some games while their star group is at the world cup. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's at least one or two. So to me, you know, you do this because you've got to have those games and you've got to get those games and you got to have roster uh, depth to do so. So um, I'm also to one last thought by integrating the challenge cup into the schedule, into the calendar, the way that they want to like a U.S. open cup with them trying to minimize games during the world cup. Now you create fixture congestion um, and a lot of travel uh, for these teams and midweek opportunities and stuff like that. And you're going to need to rotate the squad a little bit more. And so I think they, that was one thing that killed them last year is when they had to play the three games in seven days type thing, um, especially in May, uh, they were doing that a lot and it, 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 it wore them down for a while and to be able to have the roster start. Yep. And to be able to have the roster to withstand something like that and to freshly rotate um, incredibly talented players through. Uh, I mean, man, they, they look like a team that's built for lifting that trophy um, wherever it's going to be lifted at next year. Yeah, I think uh, I want to see if there's any more moves in the next week or two because there's still some free agents out there. There are defender free agents and we have the draft coming up in three days from when we record yep. this pod. This is on Monday. It'll be on Thursday. And you can, we'll have another pod either late Thursday night or Friday sometime to discuss the the draft. Mm-hmm. But I think some of those defenders might be able to, the extra defenders might be able to be put in there. I don't know if they'll go after free agents or not. Cause you have, you know, you have ball and Merrick and Loera and who else mm-hmm. am I missing right now? Um, there and a couple others, the, uh, you probably want another goalie as an option because you never know if AD French is going to go to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little harder to make that World Cup because of it's only a 23-player roster, not 26 like the men, mm-hmm. unless that changes because all the coaches are asking for 26. And have been very publicly against FIFA's decision to make yes. it 23 only. Yeah, so you you never know they could lose French, Mason, Hamilton, and Dabinia to the Olympic. I mean, to the World Cup, and that's going to give opportunities for others to play in those games around that time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be. There's a lot of midfielders. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I I think we've also missed one of the biggest stories out of this. We we at least I know I talked about it with somebody else, but we haven't talked about it here. Dabinia has been the number 10. Lowe is the number 10. That's two five foot one midfielders. They're going to have to fight over that number. Who do you, who do you take in that fight? Lowe is so scrappy. I'll take her any day of the week. I also am afraid of what she'd do to me. If I, how hard she would punch me. If I said that she would lose that fight. So I don't know if she'd punch you. She might pull a burr halter and kick you. <laughs> Uh, I know oh, this is boy. this is audio medium, but I wish you could see Barry's face after I made that terrible joke. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well, all right. sir. Um, no, it's just a little aside. bit of a joke. Yeah, about I would. It, but... I would probably. I'd probably take low in that. We were. We had a good conversation too about like what the fight would be over the jersey number between Ronaldo and 
Johnny Russell if that took place. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Casey Current, give us like a good kickboxing match between Dabini and Lowe or a jiu-jitsu, yeah. jiu-jitsu grapple. Uh, that'd be something like that would be super cool. But no, I, I will crossbar see. challenge probably, but crossbar crossbar challenge would be fun too. Uh, crossbar challenge at the opening game, the winner puts the at the you know the warm ups before the opening match. Winner puts on the jersey on uh, on the field and move on. They could both do like their best celebration and then get you know fans Ooh. to judge it. That would be another yeah. way to decide that. Selly competition, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm down for it. Between ooh, between there's another one between, you know, the good Brazilian dances that we've gotten uh, from all the Brazilians during the World Cup. I know Davinia's got some herself, and the women's Brazilian women's national team too is also notorious for some awesome celebrations. Uh, how much did Lowe's um, hashtag Sally Squad, uh, you know, push towards the end of last season play a role in getting Davinia here? You know, there's probably a little bit of it because I think she did mention, you know, wanted to go a place where it was fun and happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, and again, is one of the things that was mentioned was the training center, the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's a, that's a little dividend that's coming out of those that's not so little and is going to pay off. Yeah, it, and it, the it helps. Yeah, it does. It does. I... The other thing too, like how much of that separated them from an arsenal in the women's in the you know the women's uh, Super League. I know she was heavily linked with Arsenal, very heavily linked with Orlando too, and within the NWSL. Um, kind of impressive that they were to keep this as quiet as they did for as long as they did. And uh, you know, I, I mean that that's those are two. Orlando is Orlando, but uh, there's. Marta there it is a Florida destination um at the same time uh Arsenal has you know the name power behind it they are a decent team in the in the women's super league but man to to beat two to beat two teams out like that and to do it so quietly um kind of impressive kind of impressive yeah I'd agree with that um yeah, it was there was no rumors about them coming here, about her coming here whatsoever. Nope. And everybody it's also pretty clear that everybody who was speculating on other players coming here or positional players in that announcement were either very speculating or had really bad sources. Cuz I was expecting based upon somebody's reporting that it would be a defender. Sources. <laughs> yeah, sources. Sources matter. Um, all right. What else do we need to talk about, Mr. Sperry? Man. I feel like I there's know, a lot, good. but I feel like there's a lot. I mean, we have the draft. Uh, let's let's just run over it real quick um before we before we get out of here. Uh draft Thursday, it's the five o'clock um central time start. You can find the first hour of it on uh sorry, maybe first two hours. Oh yeah. First hour of it on CBS Sports um network, uh, which is potentially hidden for a lot of you um cord cutters um if you're not, if you have youtube tv you should be able to get it though um and then i believe it will be on paramount plus if i'm correct for the rest of it um the the final which would probably be the final two round or final three rounds or so um of the draft the casey current 
Um, their highest pick will likely be whatever is the the Gotham's second highest pick. And at the moment, that is the 10th pick overall in the draft um, in the first round. Um, we will see if that changes at all. Um, that is part of that weird trade agreement with Victoria Pickett. Basically, the second highest pick for the for the Gotham ends up with the Kansas City current. So if they trade out of the first round, um, then the current may have uh, multiple, may not have any picks in the first round, but it's still possible. Um, I think. The, oh, yeah, um, they can take. So they currently have 23 players under roster. Um, they can take actually up to 40 to preseason. Um, so we will see how much larger that list grows they have eight picks they could conceivably excuse me conceivably make all eight picks uh, and bring a bunch to training camp uh, it doesn't make sense though if you're if you're not going to draft a bunch of players that you don't envision making your roster um, and you're going to have to do a massive cut after your spring training or your you know your winter training camp before the season um doesn't make sense so we'll see i i anticipate there being some kind of trade on the current end during the draft, um, whether it's just a pick for allocation money, uh, which they might need to pay for Dabinia, um, or anything like that. But until roster compliance, they are allowed to carry up to 40 players on their roster um, until the, the cutdown day prior to the start of the season. And currently on the um, draft the, of the players who have signed up for the draft, have you went through any of those? There's, there's one player that I actually know. I've seen her play. I've... I think my daughter actually has been in training camp with her a couple times. Uh, I, I looked Childers. over the list initially, but I am not deep into. I have I'm not deep enough into like college soccer, women's college soccer, to like look at that list and be like, oh yeah, like I literally know Alyssa Thompson, and that's about it at this point. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, this is actually one of the weaker times when I've uh, have knowledge about the college women's college players just because the last couple of years has been really busy but I, this is one player that i do know because uh rylan childers uh like i said played in the same club as my daughter played for fckc youth club uh actually played at umkc for i think a year before transferring to ku her dad was a head coach in uh, uh fckc youth club that then became uh kc athletics uh, so yeah she's pretty good i don't know how high she will get drafted i don't think she's like a top 10 pick or anything but it'd be interested to see her get picked so there there's my draft preview yeah solid work solid work Fed. hey it's using my uh my core knowledge here core knowledge all right well yeah thanks for i mean we will definitely be back. I'm not going to wrap it up. That's that shot, but no. we will definitely be back, <laughs> um, you know, to talk draft. Uh, the draft is scheduled to be potentially on broadcast through uh, 10 p.m. Central on Thursday. So I have no clue whether or not we're actually going to want to record after watching five hours of the end of USL draft. However, we will have something. We will have recorded something by Friday. So yeah. hopefully hitting your podcatchers by Saturday. Ah. Uh should as as actually as... once i get it posted it doesn't take super long but no and thad gets it posted because i'm headed to florida next saturday so i i will be absolved of this process the moment we're well, done you don't parties. do any of that work anyway man you, just... <laughs> you don't ask me to <laughs> no 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 that's it's uh it's that's my end of it at this point but that's okay 
I will get that posted as fast as possible. We will do it either <laughs> Thursday night or Friday sometime. And it'll just be very interesting to see who they take. All right. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and wrap it up because we do have stuff to do. I have like 72 articles I should have written over the last four days and didn't. And then today I was going to get it done and everything, all the news broke. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. If I don't talk to you until Thursday, have uh, have fun. And if as people listen to this, let us know what we should be doing or could be doing better and do that like, subscribe stuff that everybody always says at the end of podcasts or at the beginning of them. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Thank you.